0: Oh, I, I walked by Bloomingdale's the other day and I saw that massage chair we wanted to get Joe Mayo as an apartment warming gift.
1: An apartment warming gift? We gotta give presents to people for moving? Birthdays, Christmas. It's enough gifts. I would like one month off.
0: It's a perfect gift. That's what we're getting him.
1: Alright, but we're not buying it at Bloomingdale's. I will buy it. You pay me back later. I'll sniff out a deal. I have a sixth cents.
0: Cheapness is not a sense. June 1st, 2014. everybody hello um we forgot to mention last time that we were gonna have an extra week break because we didn't have any new releases this past week um so you know when we don't have releases we generally don't have a twip and um
1: because we have less to talk about than normal and when we normally have stuff to talk about it's not very much
0: in any case. So less
1: than not very much is very little.
0: Apologies for not letting you know it would be a three-week break instead of two. I don't Sorry. think we had even realized at the time of the previous episode's recording.
1: We have tens of listeners.
0: Also, while I'm apologizing for crap I did wrong, let me get this out of the way. <laughs> We've been telling you that our panel at the Long Beach Comic Expo was today, June 1st, at noon. Ha <laughs> ha Funny story, it turns out it's May 31st at noon, which was yesterday.
2: Right. Saturday.
0: But we mentioned that on on the, the uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and everything, so hopefully you saw that if you were interested in coming out and came out to see Yeah, us. don't and,
1: rely on Twitter for it timeliness. it
0: was great to see you there.
1: It's super great to see you all.
0: Thanks for coming out. I know. Despite the day mix-up in... Yes, the Twip announcement. Thank you for
1: going That's... and then downloading Twip. And it
0: was a great Twip. panel Super about good. podcasting,
1: right? With people we like. Yes, all likable, likable people.
0: It was a fine time. Who said
1: smart things?
0: Oh, but there was that guy who kept saying dumb stuff. He hosts this show. Oh, he was not very good.
1: Well, you know, can't win them all.
0: So we should mention also since um,
1: the we? previous
0: episode of Twip, we had the. 2014 pendant picnic it was a fine time lots of people came and we had mirth and merriment
1: it was really fun
0: yeah there was oh man there was there were okay. so
1: many nerdy conversations it was Ooh, great
0: there was anna rodriguez and colin kelly and mark allen jr and adam lieben and katherine pride and Kristen bays and aiden rudd and i'm probably forgetting people now I'm yeah
1: barbara Dillon.
0: barbara Dillon. that's right and um
2: Hmm.
1: You really should have written this down. You're not helping. I don't have a memory. You know that.
0: (laughs) Oh, so therefore you're absolved of all... This is why
1: I write things down.
0: I write things down. I have a list. I just didn't put names on it. No, you have a
1: list for this, but I literally carry paper with me everywhere I go. No,
0: you write stuff on everything. I also take
1: pictures of products I want to purchase later and keep them in my phone for later reference.
0: She's at a phone call and she'll just grab an envelope from mail and she'll write her name on it so she remembers to tell people.
1: I seriously do do that, and I also (laughs) write down my own phone number. Number yes. Because I get very nervous when leaving messages <laughs> that I'm just going to blank in the middle and forget my phone number, my name, or my address. So I write all of these things down on multiple surfaces.
0: What we're saying is we're terribly professional.
1: <laughs> Our home looks like, I don't know, I look like a person who doesn't really have much going on upstairs. But I assure you I have it together. Mm. Hey. I do...
0: Kind of. We'll just move on with the uh, last piece of news that uh, we haven't mentioned this yet. It came out, the news hit, I guess, probably about a month ago now. But co-creator and co-writer on Phantom Canyon, Jeffrey Thorne, he's got uh, he's a writer on the show The Librarians coming this fall on TNT.
1: He's got a writer?
0: Well, I didn't know. I No, I... I Shut up! I can't talk!
1: What did you say?
0: He is a writer on the show. Yes. The Librarians. Okay. On TNT. Right. Coming this fall! Yes. You should check it out. A TV
1: show. It's it, got... And it is based, like, somewhat on the movies that were in the past.
0: Yeah, TNT had made-for-TV movies that right, were that called were very The Librarian. Popular. And very And they star popular. Noah Wiley, and um, in the show, he's in the show, along with Rebecca Romaine and... Bob Newhart and and a bunch of other people so you should check it out it's cool it's coming this fall when we have like a (laughs) premiere date or something we'll let you know that
1: that. was so great he should be paying us for these guys support your pendulums
0: he is a pendulum and he's awesome he is a
1: pendulum the
0: show looks like it's going to be really fun in fact there's a trailer if you can can go search for the trailer for the librarians tnt like a preview trailer and it's kind of like adventure-y a bit you know and and a little sci-fi-ish and a little fantastical elements and it's a lot of fun
1: yeah
0: So you check it out!
1: Okay, whoa. Wow, take it down a little bit, dude. Okay. Okay.
3: From Riverside, California, we have Renee Christine Jones on the line.
4: Hello. Hello. (laughs) How's it going? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. I have a small summer-esque type cold, but... Oh, no. Yes.
3: So, will so, you be doing uh, the... Uh...
4: Kathleen Turner in progression.
3: <laughs> Kathleen Turner?
4: Yes. Or <laughs> Phoebe's friends, as you said before.
3: <laughs> yes. So, uh,
4: <clears throat>
3: we have questions.
4: Oh, I have answers, hopefully.
3: Oh, good, because otherwise... It's very
4: one-sided it's gonna be a really dull interview (laughs) it'll be you so what can the deeper meaning between dixie's interaction with freudenberg really tell us about it i don't know
3: that's funny somebody submitted that exact question
4: oh my god
3: (laughs) so
2: um
3: i've been listening to stuff a really long time, and it is a very big thrill for me to get to interview you, so thank you uh, up front for doing this.
4: Ah, crud, sorry, hold on. Shh, I don't wanna to talk to you. Sorry about that, I thought I had turned that off. <laughs> I was
3: gonna say, you're playing pinball now.
4: <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I play pinball in every interview, oh. every interview, even even job interviews. <laughs> As you can see, I don't get a lot of jobs. <laughs> Hold on! I gotta hit this bumper.
3: <laughs> I, like I said, I've been listening for a really long time, so I want to up thank you for, for taking the time to do this. This is oh. very cool for me.
4: Yay, thank you very much.
3: I'll try not to fanboy too much.
4: Don't worry. <laughs> no Fanboy, please. My ego could stand it.
3: <laughs> so um, I'm going to jump right in and okay. start off with um all right i'm just i'm gonna go right there because people will be waiting um what was your inspiration for beatrice and much ado about nothing
4: oh (laughs) you know um well okay it's a part that i have uh i've played before uh, on stage um and it's my favorite it's my absolute favorite Uh, Shakespeare play, I, this is kind of dumb, but when I was trying to be an English major in college, I took a comprehensive Shakespeare class, which was, uh, if Shakespeare put his pen down, or his quill, or anything, if he put it down on a piece of paper, we analyzed that blotch. I mean... We He signed a uh, Something um, Like a, a notice Because he had some trash in his front yard mm-hmm. Or in front of his house And he was fined for it And we looked at that You know In this class So we would talk very very in-depthly About uh, um, show, uh, uh, The plays The poems and things and I read much ado about Luffy. Nothing, and I felt absolutely in love with the character of Beatrice. Um, she's not like your the, the 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 other Shakespearean heroines. She isn't. She's not overly abusive like Kate in. Taming of the Shrew, she's not Wayfish like Desdemona, she's not Crazy like Ophelia um, She's Smart without being Murderous um, <laughs> Well so,
3: that's always
4: nice Right, um, she is Very much a modern role Model that was thought of way back Then
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, But still goes by the, the the Modern, but still goes by The uh, Shakespearean times for the and sorry, the uh the she goes by what they thought was appropriate for women back then, but she could also very easily translate into modern day. Which I believe is why it was easy to transfer it over to a kind of modern day thing for Colin. Mm-hmm. Um but he said they were doing much ado about nothing and uh the whole And we were talking on Skype, and I'm like, "I love much to do about nothing, oh my gosh, so I sent in like the best audition I could, and I got the part, and I was very happy about it
3: awesome. which character interaction with Beatrice is um is my
4: favorite?
3: yes, oh, okay, so words work with me, right?
4: all right, yeah, words do your word thing, um. I like the one... They're all good. Um, I like the one with Don John. Not Don John. Don Pedro. Where they're talking about everyone goes into the world married but me and I am sunburned. And he's talking about, oh, well, I'll find you a husband. Will you have me? And she's like, uh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Simply because it is a very real Thing Uh, That's followed up by the one That's second to last Between Beatrice and Benedict um, Where she comes in to see If It's it's the ones that you could see In real life happening Mm -hmm. Just the very The very uh, Casual moments I think that that's where a lot of drama Actually happens I mean you can say the epic fights and the all of that but what you but what really gets to people to see how a person is is how they react casually
2: Mm -hmm.
4: just everyday things so i really liked that part those parts a lot
3: so much ado has been released lately in a number of forms um which Rendition or which interpretation has spoken to you the most?
4: It's an even keel between the David Tennant and Catherine Tate one and the Kenneth Brenna and Emma Thompson one. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Joss Whedon um, mm-hmm. on it. I really did. It was very nice and, you know, Nathan Filley and. Oh, 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 I'm gonna <laughs> I like me some Firefly, and he's pretty cool, but, you know, um, it it just, it didn't speak to me as, as much. I really liked watching David Tennant and Catherine Tate just be ridiculous and amazing, um, and, I mean... I love cheering when Keanu Reeves says, thank you, I'm a man of few words, and going, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm also a big fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, so it's like, if I can talk to the, the screen, I'm always a big fan of it. Um,
3: Say what you want about Keanu. No one in Hollywood says, Whoa, like he does.
4: Right! Right. Dude! Look, there's a phone booth. It can be applied to both Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and The Matrix. So,
2: <laughs>
3: Cool. Um, I did not know that you had that extensive of a background in Shakespeare. I do. That is very I, cool.
4: I was a total drama geek.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so other Shakespeare, pen and Shakespeare?
4: I was in Macbeth.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I played, um, I played Lady MacDuff.
3: Right, right.
4: And my daughter played, uh, like the Egg MacDuffin. <laughs> 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 <sighs> well, yeah, the, the the whole thing, the the murderers called McDuff's son an egg and right. so we started calling it he, she's like my name is mcduff yes your, your last name is mcduff and he calls me an egg yeah does that make me an egg mcduffin
3: did she come that up we with just that called
4: it egg mcduffin yeah my daughter did
3: <laughs> excellent egg yeah, McDuffin. no pun intended all no, right um, <laughs> will you be continuing in shakespeare mm.
4: oh yeah 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 awesome it's one of my passions I mean I understand that there's a lot of people who are like Well maybe he didn't exist and Maybe he didn't write it And you know what mm-hmm. Maybe so But the plays are good
2: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, A lot of his stuff Where if you think about it Was kind of like the Michael Bay of his time He made <laughs> Titus Andronicus And that's just Violence and horrible For violence and horrible sake But you know you put a little amambic pentameter in it and it's classy
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's still missing the robots but well you know whatever (laughs) yeah yeah. okay so um moving on from shakespeare okay will you be writing for seminar again maybe
4: uh i'm working on a few things Mm -hmm. uh i just i have a series that people keep wanting me to finish (laughs) i guess um what could uh, you
3: ever be talking about?
4: I don't know. <laughs>
3: all right, since you brought it up, let's go there. Okay. I kind of threw a curve there at the beginning. But, uh, right.
4: No, no, it's it's the big pink elephant in the room. Which, <laughs> there's neon lights and slot machines all around it. And yes. Get, yeah. Yes.
3: By popular demand. And this was the question submitted at pendantaudio.com. And it goes like this. I'm going to oh, read God. it word for word. Vegas, seriously, Vegas, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas.
4: Um, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot I can't go into because it, it, feelings are hurt. Um, but I mean, it's it's just all around it. it Things got a little out of hand Um, Mostly because I really Don't direct well And I'm not good at it Um, And when I started directing uh, It was like a few episodes in And I moved to New York Just up and moved Uh, Things and... I, I had a really demanding job, and I was directing Vegas, and was trying to write it, and I also hopped on board with the Kingery, and mm-hmm. uh, and then I got deathly ill, like to the point of where I actually did die on the table for three and a half minutes. Oh wow! Yes, um, <laughs> that was not fun, um, but wow! Did not know that. Yeah. uh and I've been in and out of the hospital and things like that. But the plan, the tentative plan is that we have four very long mega episodes to finish out the series. Okay. Um, I've written through them, but the last two I am having ethical problems with. Uh, trying to find the plot holes because you know the through time you look at something you look at something you look at something and when you look at something in the beginning and you go my god i'm brilliant and then you look at it again and go well I'm still brilliant but I could have done more there or and then later on it's okay maybe brilliant was an over exaggeration <laughs> and then you know you look at it again and go ah this is so stupid. Um, we had, and uh, we, we've we've got some things that are are set in stone. So the first two episodes are set in stone. Not gonna look at them or touch them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, until somebody else decides. Hey, you misspelled this, and what's this gaping? Tunnel of a plot hole here um, but uh, for right now I'm not doing any self more self editing. It's number three and number four that are just oh, haul because it's the last two and you just kind of go we need this to be epic. We need this to be blown out the doors. We need people dropping to the floor to meet their jaw and I've got it but I, I'm still working out the bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep coming so close, and then I'll write a little bit more and then go, wait, that doesn't work with over here. So it's, it's a matter of fine-tuning. But they are both almost done. Okay.
3: Do you have to do it in four? Can you do it in six if it makes more sense?
4: Uh...
3: Or five? Or, you know? Five, six, whatever Um, it takes
4: Six, twelve, three hundred more Does the series have to end Um, Four is what I'm shooting for Mm -hmm. um, Because they are so long They are They're they're a full season in four episodes So Okay And that is all I'm at liberty to say (laughs) (laughs) Okay That is all I can say um, but they are almost done. I believe I've got, like, maybe spell checking is one of the ones before I send it off
2: mm-hmm.
4: to, on one of them. And the other one I just have to hammer out. The end. It's very difficult to end something like mm. this. You want these you want to take care of your characters you want to say but the audience will hate this if this happens and you, know, you just kind of have to let it go so there's that um but it's coming it's definitely coming
3: so i'm looking at a date august 13 2010 that was the release date of chapter 33
4: yes that's been a very long time
3: so do you have and if if you don't fair enough but do you have a date that you're working with i do not okay
4: but i am setting my own calendar and i will be whipping myself if i do not get the last episodes in I, I, I will be whipping myself uh, to a bloody pulp if I do not have the episodes in uh, by June sixteenth. Okay. Mostly because I have surgery that that day. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> it's like after that. I'm not sure if you've ever tried to write anything while drugged up on painkillers. Well, it's
3: worked for some musicians. <laughs> yeah,
4: it, it doesn't work for me. Oddly, it's like and i like you i like you too let's have <laughs> babies the end <laughs>
3: <laughs> well i am definitely looking forward to once upon a time in vegas's return yeah um i know what else i wanted to ask you since the show went on hiatus uh-huh. um another show has come up on tv that isn't set in Vegas but does take the whole fairy tale thing and spin it on its head.
4: Oh, once upon a time. Yes. A totally different show. <laughs> yes. It's I've, it's did it it spurred me into action at first mm-hmm. until I watched it. Mhm. And then realized this is not the same. There's nothing even remotely I don't wish to. I, I'm i one of the few people that really likes fairy tales that doesn't like this show. Mm. I do not like it. It seems like a very long Disney commercial, which I really, <laughs> really like. You know, I like, I love Disney. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I love fairy tales. Obviously, I mean, you can't like Disney and not like fairy tales. It's weird you just can't but um i'm not i'm not down with you know there is this world that every disney character belongs to and now they belong to this world as well and they all interact like that and i mean some of them are really very some of them are the the way they interact are very clever
2: Mm -hmm.
3: but i liked red riding hood and granny from season one i thought their interaction was
4: they were good they were good
3: i really liked the way they twisted the the twist they took on red's background
4: yes that was unexpected but then kind of neat and yes but there's also no there's also really no disney tie to that story either so they could do that right um they're they're actually going to do one called Gallivant. Now, that that's coming up. Okay. That it's a comic musical. It's kind of a spin-off of Once Upon a Time, but not. And I'm really looking forward to that because I'm hoping that the musical aspect and having, you know, them run around in armor and things will be something that brings me back into the fold but I'll have to catch it on Netflix or Hulu or something because I don't have TV <laughs> <laughs> I think we've strayed from the point uh,
3: Once upon it... a time in Vegas the, the characters are more analogues of the fairy tale characters right. as opposed to being the fairy tale characters
4: right. right, and it is being the fairy tale characters I believe at one point in uh, season 2 they had actually said uh, in season two in Once Upon a Time in Vegas, we had had Philip Grayson say, just like in Cinderella, I hate that story. He, 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 he falls in love and marries a woman just because she can fit a shoe? Yes. And then he's like, do you know what size the shoe is? Size eight. That's the single most common shoe size in the world. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well. I mean, we had him say that so we, we recognize that the stories are out there mm-hmm. but the characters don't really catch on that that's who they are s- sort of <laughs> and then we had Terrell, Terry say an apple seriously? an apple? that's what took me down? an apple yeah, yeah.
3: I do I was... miss that show I'm, I'm... I'm glad you're working on it.
4: Yeah, but I'm glad faster.
3: that it's coming back sometime soonish. Ish.
4: Well, like I said, I go into to surgery next month, mm-hmm. and it is my goal to get it in and finish and, like, to the editors um, by the time, uh, by the time uh, before I do that. So, so. at least we have.
2: Yeah.
3: So we are recording this in the middle of May and I'm not sure exactly when this is gonna get aired. So this could be any time now. Yeah. So I do hope that that all goes well for you.
4: I hope so too. <laughs>
3: or went well, depending on when it says. And sure. um, hopefully as things progress, Jeffrey and Susan will let us know in TWIP. Yeah,
4: absolutely.
3: Cool. Okay, everybody who asked, everybody who's been interviewed and has uh, agreed with me that Vegas needs to come back, now we know.
4: Now we know. (laughs)
3: Now we know. So, moving on. Okay. I would (laughs) like to go to probably, I think, one of your two quintessential characters. Okay. Dixie.
4: Yay! I miss Dixie. I really do.
3: So, I know that you're not one of the writers for Dixie, but I gotta ask your opinion. Okay. Do you think Dixie is dead?
4: Me? Yes. Yeah. You do? I do. I think she's dead. I I know a lot of... That that's a really, 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 really unpopular viewpoint because they're like, no body.
3: Yeah.
4: No death. No body, no crime. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was I think it was Pete that said that clearly she was uh, beamed back to the, the beast's home planet where she's been, you know, fighting for years upon years upon years for the freedom of everything like that. But honestly, this is Dixie. If she had not um died in that do you think she would have left her infant tom her husband all of her friends who she fought so hard for year after year after year through these these uh, things do you think she would have just left them alone i don't think so i mean we've mm. already proved that dixie can really do anything <laughs> she can and if she was like taken to another planet I'm thinking she would have like hijacked a ship and come back,
2: <laughs>
4: but she did not. Um, I really, honestly think she's dead. Okay. Um, not that I want her to be dead, but not by any means whatsoever. I miss her, but I really, honestly think, yeah, she died. She and did it in the most heroic way possible.
3: What What do you miss about the show the most?
4: Uh, it it bordered between, because it was clearly a comedy. Clearly a comedy. What I missed the most about it was the the fact that it was so very silly but then had these really, really, really in-depth human moments about it. Um, It had some very deep emotional valleys and then you you you'd get it through like that you'd be down really digging into somebody's psyche and then you'd have um cola!
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were some some very poignant um times with backstories and such yeah Dixie's backstory
4: oh, that we got to see in the very last episode mm-hmm well, actually we got to see it throughout the whole series. Little bits and pieces.
3: Yeah, but it was very formative for her character. Yeah. That that backstory really affected the person she became.
4: Yeah. Of course I'm very, very biased about it. Um, but my favorite Dixie moment, I did not play Dixie. My daughter did. Mm. I <laughs> um It's the writing of it, you know. Well, Mama says that I have to wear a dress in order to be a a good girl. A proper girl needs to wear a proper dress. And then, you know, Frank said, well, no, you don't. Why do you have to do that? And then, you know, that's a good idea. Mm. Um, Showing you that Dixie at one point was on the road to being... The proper girl with the proper dress Who doesn't do what Dixie does You know And that was a pivotal moment for her Mm -hmm. And I liked seeing that pivotal moment As far as Dixie is concerned I liked it a lot (laughs) (laughs) And you know The fact that it was Just so Adorable
3: (laughs) And you said That was played by My daughter. Yes.
4: Natasha Ariel Damroth. Which is great. I believe in the the commentary for that episode. They're like, yeah, and she really sounds like grown up Dixie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, there's a reason for that. Mm. Um,
3: So, did you coach her at all?
4: And how to play Dixie? Yeah. A little bit. Um, At that time, she couldn't really read the lines. Mm -hmm. So, I would say them. And then she would Repeat them back And I'd be like, do it again And again And again And it was not a Do it just like this It was more of a Why don't you try it this way Okay, now give them a take that's this way
2: Mm -hmm.
4: And then it kind of What was the line And uh, I felt really bad um, That The directors And everyone had to sift through her lines of giggling. (laughs) Uh, Because some of the lines were just... She'd get them mushed up in her mouth and things. But she really... She really nailed it on a couple of them, so...
3: I seem to recall that um, maybe some of that ended up in the blooper reel.
4: I believe so. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, I miss... Of course I miss the, as I called them, Tourette's moments at the end of every episode.
3: <laughs> well, that's one way to put it.
4: Yeah, the, the, the alliterative words. You just kind of go, what? how much time did you actually spend with a thesaurus <laughs> and a dictionary to find subcutaneous substratum or... You know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and we ended all 50? Did 50 end that way? No. 50 didn't end. I didn't think that. 50. No. I haven't listened to 50 in a while. I am going through some of the earlier episodes.
4: A 50 ended with uh, Dixie sort of voicing over a letter that she had written to her son. And uh, it was, you know, you know, be true to yourself and... Stay strong and follow your own heart. Which was really what the entire series was about. Yep. I think. I think about.
3: whether it was intended or not, it definitely definitely was an ongoing theme. Yeah. Cause that was You're... something that Dixie was able to do no matter what the situation was.
4: Right. You true to yourself, gull sarnet, or I'll kick you down the steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Dixie had a little violence problem.
4: She did. Just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I won't beat the hell out of you. Right. Uh, wow. Um, this is a really I I also I'm very proud of the work that was done in Dixie. Especially the writing, because it was, you know, the Dixie Stenberg and Brossi Battalion Adventure Theater. And if you think about it, Dixie was not actually the one with all the lines. She was in every episode, but she, not all the lines. As she, She was the anchor, but the rest of the boat just sort of twirled around, you know. Um, you get to watch a lot of other people go through and it just so happened that you were focusing on Dixie. Mm-hmm. And I like that that it was uh the title character, but she was more of a support.
3: I think every one of the 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 Fighter Squadron had their own path of growth over mm-hmm. the five seasons.
4: Mm-hmm it was a really great ensemble piece and really well put together
3: mm-hmm. yeah so. so there may be more
4: someday probably maybe
3: <laughs> jeffrey
4: <laughs> you know they're doing the comic book mm-hmm. and
3: i have my my first one
4: how is it i didn't get one <sighs> I know, Dixie doesn't have... Yeah. <laughs> Dixie doesn't have a Dixie comic book. But that's, you know... It's
3: very cool. Awesome. I have to say, it is very cool. And I have my my, uh, my squadron patch. Oh! Mm-hmm.
4: I wanted a leather jacket. A bomber jacket. With the... Uh, uh, Airquest on there.
3: <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but I, I have that. And I have the... Um the comic it uh and it's got all the kickstarter people
4: nice very cool if somebody had asked me if i was going to one come to the pendant picnic which i'm not going to be able to unfortunately uh and two if i was going was i going to cosplay as one of my characters and they're like dixie and i'm like no (laughs)
3: no Oh. it is a little warm in southern california for a bomber jacket
4: It is, it is. But, you know, you you suffer for your art when you... (laughs) (laughs) Beauty isn't pretty. Um, But I am not blonde, not thin, and not blue-eyed, and, you know, just a lot of things that... Well, actually, I am blonde, but not in that way, (laughs) you know? Not in that golden-haired, tressy, beautiful... Woman coming in. No, I. I don't think that there is a person that looks less like Dixie than I am. <laughs> and that's another thing is that I really like to play her because she was not me. Mm-hmm. I would definitely if in in a uh, in if 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 this was a movie, I would definitely not have been cast as Dixie. Um, I hate flying. <laughs> <laughs> you get me on a plane and it's like. You know it's that that look I turn to the person next to me If there's a slight bit of turbulence and go we are going to die (laughs) I hate to fly But she loved it It was something that made her very free and Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah I hated it I hate flying Oh my god I hate flying Um, We do both share in common The say what you're going to say Because people are just going to hear what they want to anyway you know um they don't care what you say just say what you believe in i believe in that i believe that you should just be yourself and live off of those merits um yeah so that's what we have in common but i think that's about it I am very much a girly girl, I love dresses, oh my god, I love dresses, and getting my hair done, and my nails painted, and I really like makeup.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So before we discuss your other quintessential role, Mm -hmm. you had another smaller role in Tabula Rasa.
4: Callisto. Yes. You really can't talk about Callisto unless you talk about the others. (laughs)
3: <laughs> the others
4: the other actually um, Kalisto v- very short yes. very short really liked her though very vicious
3: yeah I kind of thought of her kind of like oh, what's the best way to put this
4: socks it's... with a brain
3: no I was going to say socks with no um, redeeming qualities
4: yeah um, And when Jack offered me the role That's kind of what he said Okay And I said "Well, what, You want me to like You want me to be in First off it was like oh my god thank you I would really love to be in Tabula Rasa Thank you very much I love the show And then it was okay so what I want Is I want you to play Socks and there was a long pause before I typed anything back and I'm like so she's socks and then it was like well no she's not socks I mean first she's really really intelligent (laughs) I'm like that's valid Um, but then it's like well and she also has she's very she's relatively evil she's very evil and it's like oh okay So any differences in the voices? Well, basically, what I'm looking for is socks with a brain and evil. And it just keep it just kept coming up as like you know she's like socks, and I'm like, okay then, no problem. And then I got the script, and there was a lot more that you know she's she's not just evil, but she's opportunistic and
2: Mm -hmm.
4: and uh, manipulating and really really in charge and she falls into what I've been I'm not going to say I'm typecast um, but I tend to play a certain type of woman uh, the kind that can uh, take down a bear (laughs)
3: okay Uh,
4: smartass smart-alecky tough women and I believe Callisto is the very epitome of that um, in a few episodes you saw her in and what, few, what very little she said, uh, she made a great big impact mm-hmm. uh, this is, you know uh, especially when she realized, you know this kid is narking on us. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And it's... It It didn't matter that it was a kid. It didn't matter that he was young and scared. It was, this is just business. Do not take this personally. And... Okay, valid. She didn't kill him. But she would have. If she hadn't died. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But... um all the other characters that I play uh, would have stopped, probably. This is just a kid. Misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand what he was getting into. At least I think. So.
3: <clears throat> so, was it difficult to play Callisto?
4: It was. But only in that he had to separate it from... Playing the other stage. like mm-hmm. because it it she had so much in common at least vocally with socks
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, and that was on purpose that was on purpose, I believe I believe that was on purpose, I believe Jack was very smart in that mm-hmm. um, you know that the, vocally there was so they were so close, but just really harnessing around you have this specific type of character and you can differentiate the two because people are indeed different even if they have things that make them relatively the same so there's that
3: do you think Callisto is a version of socks no where socks life had gone horribly wrong no no
4: no okay um there's some things about Callisto that I believe <sighs> I believe she's whereas, you know, it's like some people would say, Oh well, Callisto is Socks with a brain. Honestly, I think Callisto is socks minus the ingrown ethics. Mhm. Um the, the sense of... Mercy. hmm I mean, knowing what I know about Sox... It's even written in the scripts... I, that I can't talk about. Um, but she's... I guess... If... Things had gone... Utterly wrong... With Sox... She might have turned out like her. Like Callisto Or... Calisto, maybe if things had gone a little better, may have, but no, they're two different women. Mm -hmm. They just happen to be played by the same voice actress. I don't know. I maybe (laughs) here I am. No, no, definitely not. And then, well, maybe. (sighs) Well, let's talk about socks. Okay.
3: So. And and you've said this a number of times and I know the history of the character or that's been discussed on commentary, you know, socks without, you know. Right. Not smart, doesn't have a brain, blah blah blah. I don't see her like that anymore.
4: No. She's actually pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She plays dumb well. She makes bad choices. But that doesn't mean she's not intelligent.
3: Yes the last season of the kingery she was running shenanigans Mm -hmm. somebody without a brain is not going to be given a position like that no um is it hard to play socks because she is a very multifaceted how's that yeah um (laughs) (laughs) multifaceted kind of character
4: she uh, like everyone knows she started out as a very minor character she was actually brought in so that exposition could be used without being all exposition-y and she was just so adorably dumb that the writers picked up on it and used her um but
3: and then you had to go and play her really really well
4: (laughs) yeah I don't know how else to play characters Never mind, sorry, that was terrible That was awful, oh my god I'm not an egotist Every day Um <laughs> Well, not all day long anyway
3: <laughs> As far as you I, I
4: sometimes go minutes without praising myself Um <laughs> Um Really,
3: you'll have to tell me your secret later
4: oh. uh, uh don't keep mirrors in every room of your house, you know. That's <sighs> how you see. work. Um, no, wait. He, um, is she difficult to play?
3: And while this interview is, for the most part, family-friendly. Right. Kingery is, not. is more of an adult show. Yes, it is. And socks is probably one of the more vocally adult characters
4: right um she's i used to count how many lines she cursed in um and realized it got shorter to count the ones that she didn't (laughs) um she i don't have a problem cursing i don't have a problem uh with uh, adult situations or
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, mature audience statuses or anything like that. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't. I, maybe that's something that's broken inside of me, but I just don't. Um,
3: I don't know that that's necessarily a broken thing.
4: Uh, there are some that would say it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's <sighs> she's I'm not going to say she's hard to play Nor difficult But she's challenging Mm -hmm. At times Because Like I said I do believe she has a very very strong Ethical core In her Mm -hmm. But she also has Really no Ulterior motive Um She may be sneaky And as we saw in Uh Uh, Pete gave us a a a glimpse I believe into something that I think is she's really she could be manipulative and she could uh, be very um, she, she has the potential to be that evil evil person
3: well we saw that last season her being manipulative um with um, hooks, hooks, but it was for his own it was to protect him. right, it seemed to me.
4: and I believe that that's where we got to also see intelligent socks. Yes uh, maybe thinking that she might be portraying herself as stupid for some other reason than uh, than just making poor decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly She doesn't do anything Thus far uh, Out of malice Or An evil intent
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, Tommy's had Other um, He's had other um, uh, Thugs And employees Mm -hmm. That have all had this Deep-seated I'm doing this for myself. I have an ulterior motive. I want to get this out of it. Me. I mean, they're criminals. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we can't deny the fact that, you know, I can say she's a sweet woman deep down and she's got a heart of gold and all of that. But you have to look into this. She breaks the law every day. Right. That is her job. She is a criminal. And they are criminals. All of them. Lawbreakers. Every single one of them um but there's very little i mean as far as the character that we've seen thus far um that she has any malicious bone in her body she has no compulsion against breaking bones in yours but <laughs>
3: <laughs> well said yeah and And I think that plays into why I've said that m- many of the characters like like tommy um they're not villains in the mustache twirling sort of way, but they're more anti heroes yeah yeah um so we've heard the first episode of the the new season I'm definitely looking forward to um what's coming up right do you i i gotta know do you and I don't think I asked him this. Do you and Brian Reed ever get together to talk about your lines?
4: I've never met the man, virtually or in person, in my entire life. You guys have <laughs> such. <laughs> Isn't it insane? I listen to the King Reed I listen to Brian, and I—we've been smashed up, and it's you know that we've been you know directed. In such a way, and it's like I could swear Socks and Zeph have been friends for absolutely ever. Oh, yeah, I love that dynamic by the way. Zeph and Socks, oh my god,
3: I would look forward to your guys' scenes from episode to episode. They're so much fun to listen to.
4: They're just y- you'd think if you could hear us together. I mean, Zeph and Sox, you think that they would, like, bounce off each other and finish each other's sentences and things. I just, they're just a, I, the, the way they're written.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, having interviewed and in, in him and you had, talked to him before and, and after the, the recording of the interview, um, I, I think we should get the two of you on Skype one day and record it and see what happens. Awesome.
4: <laughs> oh, okay, so Brian, you hear that? <laughs> Let's get on it. Uh, we okay. can do this. I yeah. think we can.
3: Yeah. they're Because you, know? you two are, you you know, um, Sox and Zephyr are off on their little jaunt right now. Oh on. What'd you say? Z, uh, Zeph and Sox are off on their little jaunt right now.
4: Yes, they are. So uh oh that's right. Uh that's the the episode that I I I caught I it it rang very very true of the episode of Firefly where uh Wash and Captain Mel were being tortured. Mhm. And it just it it just was so reminiscent of that.
3: I have another thought about that. You do? Um I do, but in the interest of not unintentionally spoiling anything, because I honestly don't know anything, mm-hmm. um, it reminded me of something else. And I'm hesitant to bring it up only because I don't want to unintentionally spoil. So it just it reminded me of something. Awesome! <laughs> Which I know is very vague. Extremely vague. But it's cool. It's a thing, you know. It's a thing.
4: Yeah. It reminded you of a thing.
3: It reminded me of a thing. A movie, and then was remade again. So.
4: One of those things.
3: One of those things. So, yeah, you, you and Brian yeah. Reed need to, need to get on Skype and, and bounce off of each other.
4: It'll be the Brian and Renee show.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, he... Drifted into to Zeph a couple times while we were talking.
4: I could drift into socks, but I've done that before. I actually I went a whole day. Once uh, we were walking around town, my fiance Eric and I were walking mm. around town one day, and I just started talking like socks. You know, it mm. just all right. <laughs> so many things, and it was it was so difficult to get out of. Look you at this guy over here. spend a whole
3: it. day as, as somebody.
4: As socks. You could spend a whole day. I, I could spend a whole day as socks. Uh, I could spend a whole day as. I could spend a whole day as a bunch of people. But it's <laughs> just. Yeah. But that's. Again. Something probably deeply broken inside of me. Um,
3: just think of it this way. You're not lonely when you're eating by yourself.
4: That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Never ever alone. Um, yeah, I I love Zeff because when you listen to Brian Reed talk, you don't hear Zeff at all. No. Not at all. And then all of a sudden, he (laughs) is (laughs) fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) As far, I mean, granted, stereotype, but wow, what a well done stereotype. (laughs) Just, you know, the one that's not offensive at all. (laughs) Yep. So,
3: Is Socks hard to write?
4: Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Really? She is so hard to write. She used to be really easy for me to write. And as she's grown, she's gotten harder and harder. Because I have to walk a certain line.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I have to completely disengage myself from her, so that I'm not giving her too much time, right? Because I don't want to be that actress, right? Um, but there are some that there are some things where if I focus on her, it actually enhances the story. Or it, it solves a problem or something to that effect. Um, But she's, oh my gosh, she's getting so hard to write because she has gotten these layers. She used to be just so simple, you know, Mm. just all she wanted was to just, you know, hang around the thoroughfare, crack some heads, steal some bee, and call it a day. It'd be just great. Yeah, but no, not anymore. No, no, not the boss. He comes up and he says, like, Oh, how would you like to run the whorehouse? And I don't like... Well, we've gone over that, haven't we? Because, you know, family <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's the only lesbian in the universe at this point. <laughs> no, she's not. She's not. She's you know, just... Um, but she keeps... You, you find out more about her. And she becomes more complicated, and we still want to keep that really simple being a really simple person, not simple, like, but uh, (laughs) but you know just somebody who just wants to remain uncomplicated. And then you throw them into situations in which they have to become complicated. How do you keep this simple charm without and it's it's getting tough. It's getting real tough. I mean I like it because it's a challenge, but wow. It's it's really difficult sometimes.
3: Um And then throw in French.
4: Uh may we? <laughs> that was my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> so how I did that to myself. So you are fluent? Uh no. No. <laughs> I know. How to do the accents mm-hmm. When speaking French My favorite term My favorite thing to say Is Je ne parle pas français Je ne peux pas français dans mes têtes Pardonnez-moi I don't speak French All the French is gone from my head Excuse me That's what that means <laughs> And it's It sounds beautiful Yeah And it just sounds so Fluid uh, je m'appelle Sox, et vous? Je vais oublier. My name is Sox, uh, and you are? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I have just, it, it just flows out. And, um, originally what had happened was I needed something. She needed a, a what I call a green umbrella, or as Susan Bridges called, a smoking turtle. <laughs> She needed something that made her her own, and I was sitting back and going, oh, what am I going to do with this episode? Um, because it said, you know, Socks tries to run shenanigans, hilarity ensues. Let me just say, whenever an, uh, the, the, the outline says Socks does this, hilarity ensues, it's like maybe two sentences, but I know that I'm going to spend the entire episode writing about Socks. Um, because hilarity ensues, encapsulates so much. It just it's it's like this funny situation happens, and it should happen throughout the episode just to keep people on their toes. Um, but that particular episode where we said that Sock speaks French um, was basically her. Something she does. Something she can do that nobody else would do. Um, and I had been trying to take French lessons at that point. So I just kind of went, oh, well why don't I just throw in this, this little thing that she can do, which is she can speak French. And I had watched the uh, commentary on, again, Firefly. Uh, and they had been talking about how Uh, everybody speaks two languages. One, they speak English, and two, they speak Chinese. Because apparently in the whole verse, nobody else, you know, no no other languages had truly survived. And I'm like, well, what if that was the thing in the Kingery? Uh, No other languages survived except English and French. Because I like to steal from Joss Whedon every once in a while, I guess. Um, but well, uh, then
3: it, it kind of makes sense historically. They were the ones doing most of the fighting,
4: right? Uh, but it it turned into rather than that, where you know, oh look, it she speaks French. Uh, then it turned into I needed something that, and then I I did it again to myself. Uh, the the story should have had some niche as to the the story that they implanted in Tom 2.0 it it had to have some reason as to how it got implanted the original uh, story could have been implanted and not seen as the frightening fairy tale that it was (laughs) as well it's very easy that Hook just didn't speak French and didn't read it he got the synopsis but he didn't you know and so it's like You get Tom 2.0 Speaking French and going about With blood and thunder And the only person That can Really understand what he's saying In any small Way is (laughs) Socks And she still doesn't know What's going on You know It's a French thing and then It's been pulled in a lot more The whole Uh Because you've got the Boussons. Right. um, uh, And they are fully over in this other quadrant that speaks mostly French.
3: It's like they're on the planet of New Orleans.
4: Yeah. (laughs) They're on planet New Orleans.
3: Or Nolens, New Orleans, wherever you're from, however you pronounce it.
4: Yeah. (laughs) That's Nolens, sugar. But that would be very oh wow that would be a great place to visit <laughs> um,
3: that's just one party after another
4: oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think I want to go to the party if you know if what we're seeing as far as I, I don't want to go there I don't want to go there <laughs> drugs and torture
3: and if you have not listened to the first episode of this season's Kingery go get it please do, please do. it's really good
4: it's good but that i, I have to say it's
3: difficult to listen to
4: oh ow ow i mean ouch
3: <laughs> every once in a while pendant puts out something that's difficult to listen to not because it's not done well but because it is done really well
4: really well and it's
3: just a thing
4: i agree with jeffrey that scene should not be easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. You should not like that. If if you do, wow.
3: That is I mean, the broken thing.
4: Yeah. I like I like the the I like I like where it's going. I like that it puts a certain amount of depth to it. But whew, that's uh that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And especially since it's it's being done to the people that are usually the comic relief.
3: Yeah, that does take it to a, a different kind of low.
4: Yeah, you kind of, you go, oh, look, these are people that, you know, that, oh, this is going to be bouncy fun and drills and screaming. Because
3: and <laughs> the last time we heard somebody mess with you and Zeph, you guys were laughing. Yeah.
4: <sighs> Doped up on a
3: That was really hard not to laugh with you.
4: (laughs) Oh, it was so hard to record, though. I
2: bet.
4: Um, There was over 45 minutes of laughing. And we're not talking about giggles or anything. We're talking about... Full on. Full on stomach crunching, gut churning. Hard to do. (laughs) Did you... Use anything to Keep it going Okay there's a really stupid Acting trick Um I was taught when I was acting That if you can't Start a natural sound of laughing Mm -hmm. Going Try and laugh the theme to Hawaii Five-O And eventually you will realize how Ridiculous you sound And start laughing Right. So, you know, you're, you're sitting there going da 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 <laughs> with ha 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 and it's like, yeah, I, I have never been able to get fully all the way through the first bar of music before I, I get, oh, wow, I'm an idiot, <laughs> and just start laughing at myself, um, but how, how did I... Um, yeah, he just I just brought up in mind some of the things that just really make me laugh. Um but then you also have to keep in mind that they they weren't really truly laughing. They it wasn't really funny. They were actually scared. Their bodies were just responding and laughing.
2: Right.
4: So, you know, it's like, uh ah, ha ha we need to get out of here. <laughs> Um And, you know, your, your brain just Kicks on the laughter Which, I'm sure in a more pleasant Circumstances, would be really fun But I don't know I couldn't think of When I wrote that particular episode I wasn't really I was thinking of something that would sound creepy But not Dangerous Something that would be incapacitating Without really hurting someone I
2: think
4: you nailed it Yeah, laughter Especially after recording that I couldn't move I'm like, okay, I'm done Just, I'm just going to lay here on the floor Next to my computer And hope for death Because <laughs> this hurts If, if you don't want to do sit-ups that day You know, when you when you work out Just try laughing really hard For an extended amount of time Oh, that hurts
3: <laughs> mm. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Where this season of the kingery goes
4: I think you will be um, Surprised And a, a, it, it takes a lot of left turns Not to the point of where we're like Left turn and then jumping a shark And then
2: mm-hmm.
4: you know Crashing into a wall Go Fonzie go <laughs> um, But it's 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 got some things that you just don't see coming. You can't really see it coming at all until it smacks you in the face and then goes, oh my god! So, as the kingery does, as is its mm. natural way, here you see the kingery in its natural habitat.
3: <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
3: Alright, put out on Twitter, right before we started a call for live tweeting questions, mm-hmm. and I got a number of them. Yay! And now that we've talked about the different characters,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, it makes sense to to bring these in now. Okay. So Jack asks, "Who would win in a fight, Calisto or Socks?" <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Jack.
4: Oh, uh, wow. Um, well, if Kalisto didn't just straight out shoot Socks in the head, you know, ready, set, bang, I didn't say go, oh, well, that's too bad, you know. Um, I think, honestly, Socks could probably talk her way out of it, and then kick Kalisto to death. Um but again, oh, that is such a difficult question because Kalisto's the type to act before letting anybody. So if if Kalisto actually had like a a a, a like a cold or you know, didn't have a gun, uh, I think they'd be pretty evenly matched until yeah, until she eventually killed Socks. I think it would be a fight that would be watched, but fight to the death, I believe Callisto would win now if it was a fight to incapacitation or complete confusion until the other one shot themselves <laughs> in the head, I think it would be Socks.
3: <laughs> okay so then uh, Lennon Bell has a follow-up question mm-hmm um so the winner of that fight who is most likely to take down that person dixie or beatrice
4: oh god uh again uh war of words okay we'll say if it was war of words uh and socks won beatrice would kick her ass uh pardon me i said that. yeah Beatrice would win the war of words uh, Dixie would Although she did have the Tourette's Moments Um can <laughs> I think Sox would just Absolutely take down Callisto um, Callisto would Completely annihilate Beatrice um, Sox and Dixie would probably fight Until they realized that they had a lot in common, and I think that that fight would end in, You're all right. You know, <laughs> you, you're, you're a good broad. Yeah, well, you're a good dame. So, uh, why don't we go fly and have beer? Lots of beer and alcohol and lots more alcohol. Wow, Dixie drank a lot. Did you notice that?
3: <laughs> um, there was a lot of drinking the second season? Yeah. Yes.
4: Oh, sorry. Um I think
3: And Betty yeah. certainly helped with that.
4: Yeah. It, again, if Callisto wasn't armed, I think Dixie would take her down, but then again, you know, it, it all depends that there are so many variables. I think Dixie would have taken down Callisto. Yeah. Callisto would have taken down Beatrice.
3: I think Sox- Dixie's more of a hand to hand fighter yeah. than Callisto.
4: Yeah uh Socks and Dixie probably would have seen that they had so much in common that they stopped fighting, and uh socks and Beatrice would have talked to each other blind uh well, except well no Beatrice would probably just give up and leave uh I can't believe uh, uh, no <sighs> I pray you take this from me now and I shall take this from you. <laughs> Thou to speak as though that thou hast not brain one inside thy great pate. Truly so I, I bid thee good day. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Talking like...
3: <laughs> and having brought up um Sox's preference Oh yes Pete
4: Oh has... god Oh God Pete oh, god. <laughs>
3: Which of the other ladies would Socks be most into?
4: The other ladies? Yes. Like Socks, would she go after the the other three?
3: Yes, I presume that's what he means.
4: I think Dixie. Dixie was very straightforward, no nonsense. Um, a little bossy, but could probably have a soft side as well. Um, I think she really would have liked Dixie. Uh, Beatrice is too brainy. And Kalista would have just really irritated her. Um, yeah, I think Dixie. I think she would have, like, hey, you're all right.
2: <laughs>
4: Why did not you come on over here and uh, I'll show you a good time. Of course, that's when Dixie would punch her right in the jaw.
3: <laughs> and there's a request for a recording, but... Yeah, never mind.
4: A request um, for recording? <laughs> oh, I have to hear. What is this?
3: Oh, th- that interaction. For
4: oh! <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh, well, then it's done. You're welcome. <laughs> who, who recorded that? Who asked for that?
3: Oh. El Jefe.
4: Oh. <laughs> hey, Captain. <laughs> sure. I don't... eat I, it. You know, yeah. Uh... I, 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 if he wants Have him get a hold of me And I'll, I'll give him a private recording Of the two of them <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible That's awful How dare I um, So we've gone off the rails entirely We have a little As the interviews that I'm usually that, that, That's how it goes sometimes What is this Who is this who are you i don't know you oh my gosh ah i'm sorry no there was okay <laughs> okay we're done okay good nothing i i for a minute i thought that something was going to happen with skype and i'm like no no don't do that uh this will probably get cut out too anyway
3: uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> yes i've taken great pains to beat skype into submission well again i want to thank you for taking the time can can people find you on online
4: in in Uh, social mediums yes uh i'm on um i'm on twitter obviously um (laughs) it as myself um Renee Christine Jones, but it comes up as Dixie's voice. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also find me on Facebook. Um, I have a Gmail account, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, that's probably bad. Um, (laughs) um, I do a couple of other things on other sites, but this is... I don't know. I don't... I I don't know. Uh, Oh. you can I, I, I feel so smarmy Um People You, you want to promote something? I. I can Um Dot com Has a show That I I, I wrote And uh, It's called Tim the Vampire There are only Two episodes Out Um Because it takes An incredible But you find some Very 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 uh, Familiar voices In it Um Pete Mylan is in it,
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, but he's only in episode two thus far. So, and he he plays some rather heavenly voice type people. So, um, it's, but uh, RawCreations I believe, you just go to the little tab that says Tim the Vampire, and it'll lead you somewhere else. Um, I guess that like, you could catch me on Spotify, but. They, that's not really a social media. that's more music. I really should put myself out there more often, shouldn't I? Yeah, I don't know. I'll work on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, and I guess that's about it. My Facebook page. Renee Jones. Really easy. Um, I guess that's it. Okay. Um, for right now, again, I have so much cold medicine going through me right now that it's like, <laughs> Uh, 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 I'm suffering from Vapor Brain Which now is a thing That I have to put in the Kingery
3: Awesome vapor I look forward brain. to hearing that show up
4: okay. uh, Speaking of which As it is right now I'm in the middle of writing One of my episodes for the season So uh-huh. <laughs> it, Vapor Brain might come in there Excellent. You never know Excellent. Excellent. All right. So. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has really been a long, long interview. Whoopsie.
3: Well, if people think it's too long, they can hit pause. Yeah, And then they true. can come back and hit. And then and they can come away.
4: Away. Yeah. Go get a drink.
3: <laughs> yeah, you might have heard me choke on mine earlier. Um, <laughs> people can find me on Twitter at jg underscore qa or on facebook www.facebook.com facebook.com j o r d a n dot g o t d l i e b dot five zero three six and it has been a lot of fun
4: thank you, <laughs> I been you feel better. a lot of fun i hope so too because <laughs> it would suck if i didn't yeah
3: yeah <laughs> And we will send this back to Jeffrey and Susan.
1: It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview is over. Coming out Wednesday, June fourth. Season seven, episode. Oh my god! You're still screwing that up, man! Just stop.
2: Oh.
3: Next time on the Kingery.
1: You don't know how I longed for this day when we would be together again. Me too. Just, uh, didn't picture it like this. Mafili Daphne, will you join me? Stand with me in front of the world and take your place as my heir. We're so close to having everything we want, but you stalled. 37 failures in a row? It's difficult work, Cassandra. He calculated the probability.
2: Don't waste my time.
1: Tell me, are you motivated to solve the problem?
2: Think about
0: how much we'd know if we had someone inside the cops at a high level.
1: Is that all I am?
4: An asset to maximize an employee?
0: Only at PendantAudio.com
1: You promise? gotta promise or I'll be sad I wouldn't want that I promise coming out Wednesday June 11th The Pendant Shakespeare Twelfth Night Act Two
2: Will you stay no longer nor will you not
1: that I go with you
3: Next time, on The Pendant Shakespeare.
1: Were not you even now with the Countess Olivia? Even now, sir. On a moderate pace, I have arrived but hither.
0: She returns this ring to you, sir. You might have saved me my pains to have taken it away yourself. She adds, moreover, that you should put your lord into a desperate assurance. She will none of him. And one thing more that you be never so hardy to come again in his affairs unless it be to report your lord's taking
3: this. Receive it so.
1: She took the ring of me, I'll none of it. Oh, what a caterwauling do you keep here? If my lady have not called up her steward Malvolio and bid him turn you out of doors, never trust me. My lady's
0: a Cataean. We're politicians, Malvolio's a Peggaramsey, and... three merry men be we. Am not I, consanguineous? Am I not of her blood? Tilly Valley lady! that dwelt a man in Babylon, lady lady.
1: Be shrew me, the knights in admirable fooling.
3: Aye, he does well enough if he be disposed, and so do I too. He does it with a better grace, but I do it more natural. On the
0: twelfth day of December.
3: For the love of God, peace. The tomfoolery continues. When Twelfth Night, Act Two premieres on June 11th, 2014.
1: Would you have a love song or a song of good life? A love song,
0: a love song. Aye, aye, I care not for good life.
1: All right, and hit it! Oh,
2: mistress mine, where are you going? And hear your true love's coming That can sing both high and low That can sing both high and low
0: Only at PendantAudio.com
1: La la ba, ba, the show ba. is almost done.
0: Yay! <laughs> there you have it. The end of the show. Yeah. It's done. And
1: I'm on my second Diet Coke. You did not think I needed to bring two in here? Well, look at that.
0: Normal humans don't. <laughs> We've been recording. It's not that long. I know. One would have done you.
1: We've probably recorded for a total of 10 minutes, and I'm like, I was really thirsty, okay?
0: Which is really surprising when you think about how long this episode is, because boy, oh boy, did Jordan and Renee Christine Jones talk for a long time.
1: They have a lot to say.
0: Well, they're pals now. They're good friends.
1: They're besties.
0: Gabba, gabba, gabba. Right? Be sure. No. Wait a minute. What? Yes. Okay. It's, I'm forgetting how to do things. It's hot in here. You hot? I'm hot. I'm like wilting.
1: I'm not hot. Here, no. you want to hold my diet coke? It's cold. Here. Yeah, can hold I pour it. it down
0: my pants? No.
1: Don't so pour it down your pants. You can hold it on yeah. your neck. Okay, now you can say it. Holy crap!
0: The hell? <laughs>
1: Sorry, there's like a helicopter that's been hovering for like 20 minutes. No,
0: that's the Brassy Battalion. They're landing in the street outside.
1: Oh! Okay.
0: Yeah, okay, so be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendantweb, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. This time we'll see you back here in two weeks for realsies.
1: You're not lying this time? I
0: don't think I am.
1: This is Susan Bridges.
0: And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening.
1: What the hell is going on out there? We're under attack, I swear. Not yet. It's probably just another murder.
0: It's clowns. in beanies. They're invading.
1: Are they murderous clowns? Hella beanies.
2: <laughs>
1: that was terrifying.
2: Hello.
4: yes this will all be edited out in post
3: there's actually very little that would get edited out this would be one of them but yeah a lot of times when you know things just kind of people we trip over our words and stuff nah that stays in
4: yeah, probably no no I've heard it
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's got a writer
0: well I didn't know I no I I'm...
1: we have tens of listeners